Hey everybody, Matt Bunchman here with Practice Freedom Academy. Hey, today's podcast is going to be about same-day dentistry. How do we do more same-day dentistry in our office, and why is that important? First of all, same-day dentistry is one of the lowest-hanging fruits you can get when it comes to increasing production in your office. Everybody wants to increase production. Increasing production is going to in, is ultimately, if your practices run well, is going to increase profit. So how do we increase production? Well, one of the lowest hanging fruits, one of the easiest things to do to increase your production is to do it with same-day dentistry. Now, there's one big caveat to this. In an ideal world, you don't have time for same-day dentistry. And I get that. That's not lost on me. So all the rest of the stuff you've read and listened to me about when it comes to having a schedule that's full and having a schedule that's productive and profitable all day long with no holes is true. And that is what I'd like. That being said, that's hard to do. That's hard to do every day, all week long, all month long, all year long. So given that, I'm a realist. I understand that there will be holes in your schedule. Maybe big ones, maybe small ones, hopefully not a lot, but maybe a few. So when you show up, when I'm talking about these holes right now, I'm talking about holes in your schedule, either right when you're going home at night for the next business day, or when you wake up the next morning and you, and you're now you're back in your practice. Here we are, here's the holes. So if it's before that, there are other ways of trying to fill those holes. But if we're talking about a morning huddle and how we're going to fill holes that day, that's what this episode is going to concentrate on. So why is this idea of same-day dentistry the one of the easiest ways to, to, to increase production that day? A lot of it just has to do with our patients live really busy lives. A lot of them don't have time to come back another day. Or if they do, it might be more convenient just to do it today. So that's what I would want if I were a patient. If I were a patient in your office and I and you told me I needed some work done, that's what I would want. But I want to make sure I get a few things done first if I'm your patient. So let's talk about that. How are we going to make it make it easier for our patients to say yes to same-day dentistry? Okay. First of all, it starts before you even know that there's going to be a patient who needs any dentistry. So this is point number one. They have to be scheduled correctly. So what do I mean by that? In the morning huddle, one of the one of the things on the agenda has to be where we're going to put emergency patients. We need to talk about that because inevitably it's going to be busy and whoever answers the phone is not going to have time to come back and ask your clinical staff where they need to be put. They're also busy, okay? So let's talk about this before it happens. So in the morning huddle, there are two types of emergency visits that we need to consider. One is an emergency visit where we're going to try to get work done that day, and the other one is an emergency visit where we're not going to try to get work done that that day. Let me tell you what the difference is. So if the schedule is full or almost full and we don't have a place to put anybody, then we don't 
well, we don't have a place to put anybody for same day treatment, then we only have one type of emergency exam that day. And that is, we're going to get you in and we're going to figure out what's wrong. And we're going to um, get you scheduled appropriately with the appropriate antibiotics or whatever that happens to be. Remember, you don't have to catch, kill, cook, clean, and eat the fish that day. All you have to do is just catch it. Just get it in, okay? Whether it's an existing patient or whether it's a new patient. Does that make sense? So point number one is they have to be scheduled correctly. But when I, when I, when I talk about that, we're talking about two different types. One, if, they're going, if we're going to attempt to do treatment for them that day, and one if they're not. So if we're not going to attempt to do treatment that day, that's obviously a much smaller hole. What might that be? That might be somebody who it sounds a lot like they're going to need endo, but we don't do endo. Okay, cool. Then that's one we're not going to treat. Might we take an x-ray and refer them? Yeah, probably. Or maybe that's somebody whose who's, uh, temporary crown came off. Are we going to put it back on? Yeah, probably. But the dentist doesn't need to do that. That's all on the assistant. Okay. Does that mean, you know what I mean? So there's no treatment really going on. We're just going to put a temporary crown back on. Or I don't know, any number of things where we're not going to attempt to do treatment that day. Either because we don't do that treatment or it's so simple the assistant's just going to do it without the doctor's time. Or we don't have time to do it even if we wanted to, okay? So those are much smaller appointments and easier to fit in. The second kind is an emergency visit where we are going to try to do treatment that day, okay? So where can we put these people that's strategic for us so we can get that treatment done that day? Does that make sense? So these are obviously going to be where we've got time in some call in some place where the dentist is not going to be busy. Um, and those are the two types. It's very important that we don't just say, here's where our emergency time is today. It's very important we say, here's where if we're going to try to do treatment and here's where we're not going to try to do treatment. Does that make sense? Also, it's pretty easy to get these patients in where you want them. After all, by definition, it's an emergency, right? These patients are calling knowing they need to get in and get something done. If you tell them they have to come in at 1030, they better come in at 1030, okay? Or it's not really an emergency, okay? Number two, we need to have their insurance information at our fingertips. So when Jane calls and she's going to come in for an emergency exam and we're going to try to do treatment that day and she's coming at 11 and it's 8.30, we need to get whatever information we need to, to give her the most accurate cost estimate we possibly can. She may or may not say yes to treatment that day, but she's not going to if she doesn't have a, an accurate cost estimate. Okay. So oftentimes in an insurance-based office, you're going to need to call the insurance company or get the facts or however it is you research their insurance. You're going to need to get that ahead of time. You know you're going to need it. Let's just go ahead and get it, okay? And a lot of times it's something that we can pretty accurately come up with a treatment plan before they come in. I'm not saying you have to hang your hat on it. Obviously, it's, it's an educated guess, but... If she says, I lost a crown in the lower right and it's gone now and you look in there, there's only one crown and it's on number 30, you're going to have to make a new crown and you can pretty much tell what the, what the, um, 
what the codes are going to be, and somebody needs to come up with a cost estimate. So when she ends up in your chair at 11, 11, you can say, yep, you're right, you did lose that crown, and this is what it's going to take to get done. It's We, we can have you out of here in this number of minutes or hours, and this is how much it's going to cost. You're ready to get it done, okay? Eliminate having to figure it out later, okay? So you need to know what it's going to cost. Hopefully you can figure it out before they come in or at least have an educated guess or at the very least have the insurance information in front of you at your fingertips and somebody on your admin team is waiting to put this cost estimate together. All right, number three, you need to have your assistants on board with this whole idea of doing same-day treatment. A lot of times it goes on where we don't get this or this this kind of leaves our culture say it that way well we get them in we take an x-ray we get them scheduled next week okay you've got to get your assistance on board all right if the schedule changes after that morning huddle the administrative team needs to one way or another let the assistant know this is what changed do you want me to change where we're going to put these emergency exams and potential treatment they don't need to be coming to you doctor you're busy so they need to have somebody who they can go to. And when I say get the assistants on board, giving them this authority to say, put them in at two, but not at three, helps them feel more in charge and on board with getting this entire thing done. Okay? So a lot of times when the assistants, the assistants can sometimes be overwhelmed by this. Okay? I don't want them to be overwhelmed by this. But they need to understand that this is what's best for the patient and this is what's best for the office, okay? Number four, you need to get your hygienists on board. What do I mean by that? They're not going to be seeing emergency exams. No, they're not, but they know at the beginning of the day, say they see eight patients that day, they know who has unscheduled but diagnosed treatment, okay? And if they go back to the proper documentation inside your um, practice management software, they should be able to figure out why this patient has not scheduled the treatment that was proposed. Uh, they're out of town six months a year. They were sick and we're going to have surgery. They wanted to wait for the calendar to flip over for insurance reasons. They had to go home and ask their wife, whatever, right? We've heard, we've all heard a million of these things, right? So at the morning huddle, I want the hygienist to come and part of that agenda, again, it's very important you have an agenda for that morning huddle, I want the hygienist to come saying, look, the one at 10 has this crown, the one at two has this bridge. They were diagnosed six months ago and for whatever reason, not, and, and well, and the crown was not done because of this reason and Joe didn't do the bridge because of that reason. And then the admin team needs to go to work on getting the cost estimates for that. Now you're even one step closer. Now you know exactly what the treatment is. May it have changed? Potentially. Most of the time it's going to stay the same. So the admin team needs to have a cost estimate ready for those patients. At, at 2 o'clock, when Joe comes in, who didn't do the bridge six months ago, you need to know exactly what that number is. They're never going to say yes if you don't, right? So the wording in my office when it comes to that is, hey, you want to do that, you want to do that crown? Yes. Great. We actually have time today. We could do that. Um, and... However, it's going to take us a few minutes to get this chair set up. Why don't you just have a seat for a few minutes? Or you can come back another day, but we'll be ready in 10 minutes. 
But you know what? They live 20 minutes away. That's 40 minutes round trip. So um, it makes much more sense for them to just stay at that time. Okay. Does that make sense? Stay and do it at that same visit. Now, you may have these hygiene patients who have this undiag- or un- uh, this diagnosed but unscheduled treatment, and you don't have time to see them today. Obviously, you don't. So at times, you don't. So that's not going to work. But if you do, and a lot of times you can, let's go ahead and get it done. The fifth one is one I don't want to go into a ton of detail on for a few extremely important reasons, but I also want to throw it out there. So um, several years ago, we implemented an incentive program in our office. Let me just suffice it to say, at this point, I think it's important to have an incentive program set up for your team. I think it's important for them to have a reason why they should work harder. I had a break this afternoon and now I've got to see somebody. That's only human nature. I don't necessarily fault them for that. The vast majority of us, myself included, and I would only suggest this, to we pay our we pay our team up based on an hourly rate, at least a base hourly rate. Okay? That's what they're used to. If I work if I don't have to work hard that entire time and now you're going to make me there better be something in it for me does that make sense i'm not today going to go into details on what that incentive program looks like the reason i'm not going to do that is because it's extremely important that you know your numbers within your practice before you ever put in any type of of incentive program and if you don't know those numbers you will be eaten alive with the incentive program. It's extremely important. You're very organized. You know exactly what your production is. You know what your overhead is. You know then what your collection percentage is and how much your top line is. And so you know, again, what your overhead is. Then that leaves doctor salary and profit, which are not the same thing. Do not lump them together. And you know... If you give up a given a number of dollars for this procedure, or, or if you give up that many dollars per month, then how your bottom line is going to be affected. It should be in a positive way, but it could also be in a negative way. Okay, so suffice it to say for right now, I do think it's important that you have an incentive program. I fought it for a long time. I don't suggest that anymore. Um, at some point, I I might go through exactly how we do our incentive program because I think to be humble. I think that it's genius, to be honest. Um, There are certain aspects to an incentive program that are very important to to have, um, including, you know, make it attainable, but not so, you know, not so easy that it becomes expected and put it on separate check. There's lots of different things that are important for that. And that some of those at least concepts might be a, 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 a topic for a future podcast uh, or maybe some literature PDFs or something like that you may find coming from me, but those are my five big reasons, okay? Just to summarize, okay? Make sure the schedule's correct, both with ex- uh, uh, emergency exams you think you're going to be able to do treatment on and not do treatment on, okay? Make sure you're able to do a cost estimate, including insurance, so you got to have that insurance verification and all that that information in front of you or your admin team. Get your assistants on board and make sure that they're part of that planning process with your admin team of where these people are going to go, both in the morning huddle and as the as the schedule changes throughout the day. 
Get your hygienist on board, especially for those appointments that are right before any potential times you might be able to do treatment. Does that make sense? Look at that in the schedule. Plan it out. These are the things that make a good practice great. And then finally, have an incentive. Have a reason for your team to work a little harder and what's in it for them. It's only human nature that doesn't make them evil. All right? If you have any questions about this, if you want to talk more about this, you'll see a link below. You can get on my calendar. I'll be happy to talk to you about it. But again, doing same-day dentistry is a great way to almost immediately increase your production and therefore your profit and most importantly, your freedom. We'll talk soon.